This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting, and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 226, and it's another broadcast of the Death to Diets series that I did with my good friend, Vinny Wells, Be a Fierce Fatty. In this particular episode, we're talking about the TV shows and movies that messed up our body image. We talk about Friends, America's Next Top Model, The Biggest Loser, Bridget Jones, and more. And we also talk about whether things have gotten better recently or whether it's the same old bullshit and some of our favorite TV shows that are have better representation. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 226. I want to give a shout out to this listener who left this review. Love the recent podcast talking about worthiness. So many life lessons are about being okay with who you are right now. Summer is a great podcast host. So inspiring. Thank you so much for leaving that review. Leaving a review helps others to find the show and the information that you're learning here. And you can leave a review by going to iTunes, search for Eat the Rules, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. You can also subscribe to this show via whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And you can find all 226 episodes of the podcast now, which is great (laughs) or not because I'm sort of embarrassed by the older ones, but I'm sure there's some good ones in there. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you grab the free 10 day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. I wanted to just call something out here before we start this episode. There's a key nugget of information that we didn't talk about when we talk about the TV show Friends. So we're talking about the the TV shows that messed up our body image and Friends is one of them. And it wasn't until after we had recorded this episode, it was about a week later. I don't remember what prompted this thought in me, but all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, do you remember how Rachel and Monica, you could always see their nipples? Like, do you remember how they would wear these really tight, sheer bras and t-shirts with these erect nipples. And (laughs) so I texted Vinny right away. I was like, do you remember that? They didn't remember. I don't think they remembered that part of it. But anyways, then I, then I started, went down a Google rabbit hole because I was like, I need to Google this because I don't think I'm making this up. (laughs) And so I Googled it and sure enough, this was true. And it wasn't Phoebe for some reason, I think because she was never really seen as like, uh, kind of the object of someone's 
sexual interests. Like she was sort of like the quirky friend. And like, of course, if you're the quirky friend, you can't be, you can't be attractive. Sarcasm. (laughs) But it was, it was Rachel and Monica. And so I looked it up and I, I, from what I gather, allegedly they did this on purpose. So they had really sheer bras, really sheer shirts with nipples showing through. And so I wanted to add in that point because I think it's important because it really just shows how objectifying that show was in many ways. And again, I have there's nothing wrong with nipples. You want to show your nipples, like have at her. But the way that it was it was done in that show and the way that it was presented and the way that like those women were objectified in that way just you know, kind of just feeds into the very, there were, there were a lot of issues with that show that we talked about in this episode. The other um, thing I wanted to add on after we had recorded this episode, I watched the TV show, Somebody Somewhere. And I just want to say that that show is fantastic. I absolutely loved it. It's got pretty good representation because in this episode, we also talk about TV shows that do have good representation. And that was one that I hadn't watched yet. And so I, I ended up watching it. It's hilarious. It's so good. But I wanted to add that one in. And then also there's the new uh, Lizzo TV show on Prime as well, which I've heard is really great. I haven't watched it yet. Anyways, wanted to add those in. And I loved recording this episode. I think you're going to enjoy it too, especially if you were influenced by the TV shows in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. All right, let's get started with the show. I'm excited for this one. We are talking about the TV shows and movies that messed up our body image as well as our audience's body image. Before we start, Death to Diets is a show that we created where we look at the ridiculousness of diet culture and beauty standards and just kind of more topical things that have happened in the world of dieting or body image or any of the kind of work that we do. And yeah, we unpack it here. We ridicule it. We (laughs) we give people advice and uh, we do not judge or blame anyone that engages in diets more. We critique and um, reflect on the culture of dieting and the issues around that. Do you want to introduce yourself? I am Vinnie Wellsby, V-Delicious, super sexy person, and I am a fat activist, non-binary, fat, amazing human being, and I teach about unlearning fat phobia. What about you, Summer? I'm a professionally trained life coach. I specialize in body image, self-worth, and confidence. And uh, I also host a podcast called Eat the Rules. And yeah, we're buddies, right? We're fr- we're friends. We are friends. And you know what, <laughs> I made the biggest mistake of my life before coming on here today. I ate some trail mix. And now I've got trail mix in my mouth, in my teeth. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the worst. So if you see me like this, go... <laughs> With my fingers in my mouth, and you know why. So, well, at least you're not eating it while we're trying to record. That would make you imagine really good audio. (laughs) (laughs) 
so I love the fact that you said, oh, it's topical. We do topical stuff because there's so many of these things that I'm like, oh my God, I, blah, 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 I need to t- talk to someone about. Yes. Bullshit that I'm seeing. There's, there's a show I'm watching right now. Right now as we're streaming, I'm watching a show. No, right now, like in, my, in the evening and it's getting on my tits. And I was like, oh, well, Summer can tell me. I can talk to Summer about it. Yes. I've got some of those too. I was going to say, so one of the big things, the shows that shows or movies that fucked up your body image. Yeah. So, you know, I was really reflecting on this because I saw that uh, I, this was like a couple months ago and I saw a rerun of friends and I was like, Oh my God, like this show totally warped my body image. Did you watch friends? I loved friends. I remember it'd be showing on channel four, no, was it Channel 4? Yeah, Channel 4, 9 p.m., Friday night, watched it religiously. Yeah, like I ha- I got the same tattoo that Rachel got. That's how obsessed with it I was. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? What is the tattoo? It's like a little heart on my lower back. Is it like- where Rachel got it? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you super fan, you. Can I please disclose that I was 16 years old when I did that? So <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, not very. <laughs> My frontal lobe hadn't fully developed. <laughs> well, hang on a minute, Summer. Why? How do you explain the that back tattoo you got a couple of weeks ago of Monica's face? <laughs> Because you're not 16 well, anymore. You know, <laughs> closeted, obsessed fan. Yeah, so you watch that show. This was the time, and this was some of the feedback we got from the audience, right? Like, that shows kind of in, like, the late 90s, like, early 2000s. That was when, like, quote-unquote, you know, actresses were, like, competing to sort of be the thinnest. Like, it was sort of this new ideal that came out. Like, it, we had gone from, you know, women having, like, just, <laughs> like, they were still really thin, but to like extreme thinness. And when I went back, when I saw this rerun, I was like, oh my God, like they're so thin and I'm not thin shaming at all. But I, but it was more just a reflection of like, wow, this really, like I can see how this warped my own perception of my body. And then I think you're probably familiar with the character of Fat Monica. Do you remember that character? Yep. Like horrible horrible character that pretty much was, you know, the walking stereotype of everything that you would associate with, like, you know, like with fatness in a, in a very, you know, negative way, like what our culture has sort of made us believe. And then, you know, like the newer thin Monica being the one who like everybody likes and she's attractive and all this other stuff and just really feeding into this, um, you know, this belief that you have to be thinner in order to be, you know, in order to be worthy. What were your thoughts? Like, what what were your thoughts on that when you were like, you must have been because you're younger than me, you would have been even younger sort of taking that in. So I, I, I remember that she had a completely different personality. Yeah. Like, I, I just remember her being like, weak and being like, you know, I'm so disgusting and horrible and, you know, yeah, just a nerd and like, sloppy. she is, you know, yeah. 
And a part of me was like, okay, well, I'm really shy. And so when I grow up and become thin, then I'll become like Monica. I'll be like confident and fabulous and, you know, date Chandler Bing and all that type of stuff. Because that's what happens when you lose weight is you get a new personality and you become confident, which obviously you don't. But yeah, and, and um, you know, that that hope that I, you know, I was still young, like I was probably 14, 13 and, and being like, okay, well, that was Monica when she was young. And so I've got a limited time until I better become thin because it was it's obviously a terrible thing that maybe you might be able to get away with if you're younger, but certainly not if you're an adult. Wow. Wow. And like, did you remember that? Like, was that something that kind of stuck with you or had you forgotten about that? No, I, I totally remember that. And yeah, because that's the scene where um, she stabbed Chandler's foot. She dropped a knife on Chandler's foot and he lost a toe. Right. Like, I just remember it so badly and, and how shameful it was that she had this secret past of being fat. Like fat was this, like, like her past of being a serial killer, you know, that she had to hide it away and don't talk about when I was fat Monica because it was so embarrassing. It's such cheap humor too. Like it's not even like, it's so yeah. Just lowbrow and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's not even humor really, but, but no, yeah. Like, and, yeah. And Friends was, oh my goodness. I was, I felt like this about Sex and the City. They're so diverse because they have like a dark hair one, they have a stupid one, <laughs> they have the funny one. So they've got all of the characters of humanity there. Like, yes. It's, uh, ugh. and no matter, also like with the fat phobia, but it was also problematic in a gajillion different ways. One thing that really stands out for me was transphobia. Chandler's dad was trans or maybe maybe a, maybe a drag queen. There was some sort of exploration of gender there. And it was like this hilarious punchline to make fun of the dad. I don't remember that part of it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and like who, who, who can afford to live in New York in that size of an apartment in New York as well? <laughs> Just as a side note. Right. It's the most like, ridiculous what? thing. <laughs> if you were like millions and millions of dollars. I know. Even if we lived in an apartment that size now in Vancouver, we'd be like, oh, hello. Pretty impressive. God, so much bigger than my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then do you want to do one of your shows or do you want me to keep doing some of my shows? You keep shows? going on yours. Okay. So the other one that I wanted to talk about, which is interesting because other people in the audience said this one too, is America's Next Top Model. Did you watch that one? Another one that I fucking love. <laughs> yeah. I was always working those smizes. Do you remember the smize? The smile. Yeah, the smize. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I love that. Tell me, tell me why that fucked with you. Well, for one, I mean, like you know, the, the, again, it's like, like extreme thinness, like extreme thinness. But do you remember, do you remember what they always had a token plus size model? Do you remember what size the token plus size model was? Oh shit. I don't even, I don't even remember there being one. Like, cause I uh, really like, but they must've been max a size 10. Size eight. Really fucking fat, size eight. Basically, very small, very small. Yeah, small, yeah. Small and so I remember small. thinking, like in my own, you know, distorted mind, that like, oh my god, being a size eight is plus size. Like, wow. then you know what I mean? Like, 
first of all, like that's a, that's a terrible thought just anyways. And, and, and so, but in my, in, in like when I was, when I was young and still buying into this notion that, you know, like thinner is better. Like I just, I remember that. And I remember thinking like, well, it can't be like a size eight. <laughs> I think I, I'm like, I was a size eight at the time, but it was just like, I mean, it was just so distorted. Like that, that, you know, like the obvious, like lack of any sort of diversity that like the plus size models of size eight is just like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And of course, if you're staring at like stick thin people for, you know, an hour or hours at a time, because you're watching all these shows like back to back, yeah, like it's going to warp your perception of your own body and, and like what you associate, like how you perceive yourself. And yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't remember like the, the plus size models. It must've been uh, like next seasons or whatever. Maybe, maybe I didn't watch enough, but I'm so glad that that didn't stick in my mind because size eight, I haven't been size eight since I was eight years old, probably like, (laughs) like, so if if there were plus size at size eight, I would have just like shit in my trousers. The only good thing I remember about uh, ANTM was the height requirement was five seven, and I'm five seven, and I was like, ah, I could be a model when I lose weight. So when I get older, you know, because I'm going to be thin when I'm older, at least I'm tall enough to be a model because I'm definitely going to get onto ANTM and be a model. Um, but the as well alongside uh, the just uh, stereotypical beauty ideals was the amount of inappropriate stuff that they did. Do you remember the episode where they put people in blackface? No. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> yeah, they did like a uh, wow. culture swap quotes is what they, they, they did it. And they put white models in blackface to, and then took pictures. And no one... No, no one said, um, maybe we shouldn't. And there was another one where, um, a girl had, a family member had just died like the day before. And then the next shoot was in coffins in the ground. And the girl was like, I'm feeling really sensitive because, you know, my mum just died. And there, and like, uh, it was not Miss J, it was the other one, you know, the one with the, the silver hair, it was like, bitch, you better get in there if you don't want to fail being a model. And she had to do it, and she'd had to do the shoot sobbing. And it was just like, and I remember being at the time, yeah, bitch, get in that fucking coffin. If you, you know, the modeling world is harsh like this, you know, you just got to do it. And, you know, I didn't battle eye at any of this stuff. And, yeah, I was there judging their, their bodies like the judges were. You know, I thought I was a Miss J being like, oh, look at her walk. It's so terrible. And, you know, I couldn't, fucking, I couldn't do a fucking model walk. Anyway. That's so true. Yeah, it really taught you how to kind of critique, like critique other people too, like, because it was all about kind of picking them apart and compartmentalizing them. And yeah, and I and, and you, you saying that now, like really makes me realize like that was part of the entertainment value of it was like, you're part of like the judgment of these other people. And like, it's, it's like, that's so messed up because it's I mean, really, that's just like internalized misogyny at its finest, right? Like, kind of teaching you to just like objectify another individual and break them down and like think like oh they're not good at like oh like no they don't look good in that picture or their arm looks funny or whatever you know what I mean yeah yeah and it's just so hyper focused on on looks yeah so hyper focused on looks and I I have a funny side story when I was 12 I went to a modeling camp did you tell me in and next top model tell me everything they told me I was too fat (laughs) 
No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, you yeah. were 12. Yeah. You want to talk about things that messed with like, I remember that. And I had this like really, really fucking feisty best friend at the time. Yeah. And she like, we got into a lot of trouble together. She was the one that kind of led me down a bit of like behavior that <laughs> was probably not appropriate for my age. But she, she actually went to this place like without me knowing or anything like that and she just walked in there and fucking reamed them out and was wow. like you people are like <laughs> oh my goodness that was pretty badass of her and how fucked up that is to say to a 12 year old i mean what i know and so they said they were like looked you up and down and was like mm, too fat yeah basically like you kind of like you went to this camp so you paid money for this camp and they taught you like how to walk and like how to do, I forget makeup. Like the whole thing is really disturbing when I reflect on it. And please don't see this as like a fault against my mother. I, I have no idea. Like it, maybe I asked to go there. I don't know, but, but definitely like do not send your daughters to modeling camp. And then, so you pay money to go to this and then they have like an audition. And so then I went to this audition and they told me I was too fat. And so, and here's the thing, like at the time, like I, like I was not what you would consider fat. Like I, like I had, I have, like I pretty much have the, had the exact same body that I have now. Like really, like if, like if you look at pictures of me then, it's like pretty much not that different. And so like definitely, you know, some curves, more midsize, but not like, like, and and not that there's anything wrong with being fat, but to call me that and it's just not accurate. It's yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just like like to and obviously they use it in a derogatory way and not in like a positive way, like to say like you can't be part of this. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because I totally even remembered that. I never knew that about you, Summer. Well, next time we hang out, you're going to teach me your model walk, obviously. Oh, yeah. You just watch me. You just yeah. watch me walk. <laughs> like, let's go get some lunch, Summer, and then I see you walking down the street. I'm like, who is she? Look at that walk. Just putting some sass in that walk. With, like, mud stains on my jacket and, like, my mom fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> She's so fabulous. <laughs> Okay, why don't we do some of your shows? Because uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. So, so what, what are some of the ones that messed you up? Oh, the biggest one, the biggest one, which is what a lot of our audience said, is the biggest loser. Yes, which is just a whole heap of fucked up, fucked upness to the extreme. Oh my goodness! And I loved it. Did you used to watch that show? Oh, yes. 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 I mean, I love I pretty much watched every reality TV show in the early 2000s. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I loved it. It was I loved it. It was yeah. not, not it just it felt it. like these bad fat people had finally got their shit together, had got onto that TV show and were making their life good. And so I could imagine, you know, what my life was going to be like once I did that made the same sacrifices that they were making and then the the glee when someone didn't lose weight and then they were making excuses and I say excuses with the quotation marks of 
but uh, you know, I, I I did the workout. I did the I did the I ate no food and I still put on weight. And then you know the voiceovers of the other contestants being like, "Well, the numbers don't add up." And then and then me being like, mm, "The numbers don't add up. If you really worked hard, you would have lost weight." And that kind of glee and judgment and and then they get booted off and just being like, "Look at them. They're so pathetic. They they were so close to achieving this incredible thing, but they were just so greedy and." And what they made the contestants do was was so, I don't know if the show's still on, but so dehumanizing, absolutely appalling, not healthy, not safe, extreme, just de- oh, degrading, awful, hate it, worse, uptime, loved it. And I remember, you know, I remember seeing, I think this is when things kind of like, like started to crumble for that show. Because I remember seeing the finale when... There was some woman, like, and they did the reveal in the finale. They hadn't seen her for a couple months. And she was, like, like, really skeletal, basically. Yes. And I remember, like, they, the trainer's face, actually, like, their jaw just dropped. And, like, you could see, like, them even being, like, holy shit. Like, what just happened? Like, this is too much, right? Yeah. But then they won the show and they had to celebrate it. And I think that's when maybe things took a bit of a turn for that show because it was, like it brought a lot of attention on the fact that this was really harmful, but I, I, I don't think they, I don't think it's on anymore, but Jillian Michaels was, is, is, and was the worst, like just like still, still. <laughs> yeah. She, and she hasn't learned, like you would have think from that moment, because I remember that, the, cause they, you know, everyone comes out and it's a reveal. Oh, look at them. They're thin now. And then the, all the trainers are like, Oh yeah, amazing. And then when this, this other contestant, I remember, and they were kind of like, Oh shit, we fucked up here. But, they're still doing it, right? They didn't learn, oh, you know, actually inducing eating disorders for entertainment and, um, you know, physically hurting fat people for entertainment ain't a good look. I mean, because Gillian Michaels and the other guy, Bob Harper, they're still doing that shit. And, you know, and Bob Harper having a, a heart attack, you remember, in the last few years. And no, no consideration there either to be like, Do you know what, actually, you know, I'm quote unquote healthy, but I still had a heart attack. Should I maybe consider what is health? You like nothing like that. They haven't learned, you know? No, no. I, I yeah. And uh, I was going to say like the, the whole, the, this idea that like, like fat people need to be saved by like these thin trainers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, did you feel that way? Like I just, yeah, I feel like that fed into this idea where people, like even now are kind of like concern trolls where they're like, well, like what about people's health? And it's like, you know, it's none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that fed into this whole like idea that like we have to save these people, you know? Yeah. yeah because if, if it wasn't for those kind hearted trainers, then those poor fat people would just be sitting on the sofa eating quote unquote bad food and dying but thank god that these kind-hearted thin people came along to save the fatties and you know the when when they would do like the the before and after footage of you know at their home life and the before of them being a human and just going about life but you know the way that they framed it was just like this sad sack piece of shit greedy person and then when they would be talking to camera like oh my God, this is the most incredible opportunity of my life. And 
Oh, hey, did you ever read? Um, I did the the Biggest Loser book, um, the Secret Expo from. Oh, what was her name? Kai. Kai. Okay, yeah. No, I didn't. I remember like knowing about it, and I. But I, but um, yeah, and but I've seen I I actually you know I had someone on the podcast recently who was talking about the study that they studied them, the people in The Biggest Loser and how their metabolisms like never returned to what they were before that extreme behavior, and so like yeah, you sort of wonder like what's happened to all of these people who were like really just like dehumanized for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's a great, that was from New York Times that wrote that piece about basically as well, the feeling of the deep feeling of shame that the people who haven't unlearned fat phobia and diet culture of, I had this great opportunity and, and I had lost weight. And now look at me, I'm fat again because of my greed versus because my body is doing wonderful things to keep me at a weight that I'm happiest at and my metabolism fucked and la 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 la. So I just worked. Oh, if anyone is has been on a weight loss show or anything like that, or well, anyone's been on a diet, then you know, feeling that shame, I just want to give them a big hug and be like, "It's not your fault. Your body is doing what it wants to do." Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of feelings of yeah failure and just like something's wrong with me and why can't I figure this out? And Ugh. it's not. It's not. It's not your fault. Gosh. The worst, the worst. What else? What other shows? What other My shows? My favorite movie for a long time was Shallow Hal. Did you see that one? No. Okay. So I was aware of it, but I never saw it. I thought it was fucking amazing. I was just like, oh, finally a film about a fat person. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow in a fat suit. And okay. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Awful. And and uh, so Jack Black, who Jack Black is is a raging fat phobe as well unfortunately even though he's been positioned as someone who's fat positive um he's there's no evidence to really presume that but anyway he's like meant to be an unattractive person but uh he has like uh really high standards and only dates thin people or, or beautiful people and then he has some sort of episode i can't remember what it was oh he met, meets tony robbins in an elevator and tony robbins puts like a spell on him to be able to see the inner beauty of people. And then he suddenly all the fat people are really beautiful and all the thin people are really ugly, which I mean, that's fucking problematic anyway. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Is that what this is about? Oh my God. And so he meets um, Gwyneth Paltrow who looks like Gwyneth Paltrow, but in reality, she's a supersized fat woman, you know, reality, um, not, you know, fat suit. And she's really shocked that someone like Jack Black would be interested in her. And his friend is is like, oh, she's so minging. She's so disgusting. How would you date her? And at the end, nothing, nothing is learned. It's just, oh, how there's a fat person who has wears big underwear. I'm like, and ever since, it's always been in my mind about a partner holding up the size of my underwear because there's a scene in the thing being like, oh, my God, your underwear's so big. It scarred me. But at the time, I thought it was hilarious and great and innovative. So you did like it? Like you, yeah. when you were, oh, my, okay, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because I was like, oh, my God, Jack Black, he just loves anyone, no matter what their size, even though the whole premise was that he wouldn't have liked her if he knew that she was fat. So messed up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So 
that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. So did you have any shows that have had a good impact on body image for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, <laughs> prior to like... <laughs> three or four years ago. I think, I mean, I think the best one that we've seen recently, which everyone sort of echoed when we asked them is shrill, right? That, and so that obviously like just is a great show because it's about Ed Bryant, just like, obviously it's the story of, of Lindy West, but just living her life. Like it's not about her body size. Like there's some threads of that in the plot because of, uh, it, it mimics, Lindy's story. Have you, have you seen it? Yeah. 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 It's great. It's hilarious, right? It's great. Yeah. I watched, finished, I finished watching season three just a a week ago. I didn't know it was out. And I was just, I was just like, man, I just, I just love this so much. And just, you know, scenes of her having sex. I'm just like, fuck yeah. And it's just, it's just to normalize fat people being seen as sexy and attractive and successful and and complicated and imperfect and all of these different things because you know fat people are normally the funny fat one or the loser fat one or you know very 2d characters but it's just really beautiful to see yeah 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 i think uh you know like another show that i've liked recently is the sex lives of college girls did you watch that i haven't seen that no i mean it doesn't like it it doesn't have like a ton of body diversity but it just it has like you know people who are more like a little more normal like it has more diversity just in general in terms of in terms of you know abilities and um races and you know and gender and things like that and so and a little bit with body size as well but it's just more about their lives like it's not about like how how they look and and it's it's a Mindy Kaling show it's really good it's oh, very well done like, yeah it's very funny uh another sex thing sex education have you seen that one i love that i was gonna say that one i love that show that show's so great and i it's like again probably too many thin people but like it's it's a great show yeah that's the thing is a lot of times when they have diverse bodies like in have you seen euphoria no i haven't watched it okay so in it's really good i love it uh they've got barbie ferreira i think that's her last name is a plus-size model in it and she uh, I was gonna say she plays a plus size person. She plays. Uh, she's she's in re- in real life. She's pretty mid size. I don't think that she is fat. She's probably a size fourteen, sixteen, that type of thing. She is absolute. She's she's a model, right? So she's a model, and so she will have this representation of diversity and all of them. And and Euphoria, we've got a, an amazing trans actor in there as well, and great diversity. But all of these people are literally models and so you know where they have a fat person but it's a fat person in the right way and and in uh sex education we have a couple of fat people but you know i want to see ugly you know i want to see people who just look a bit weird or uh people who who are not models basically well because it's like the right kind of of like fat body like they still they still have yeah you know like the more like hourglass sort of shape i i I believe like is that is that kind of yeah exactly yeah yeah and and so like actually seeing like you know people who represent what normal people (laughs) look like that's why shrill's so great because i feel like it does actually have like you know really good representation Lady Bryant is still pretty model-esque, 
right? She's pretty beautiful. But you know, you know what I want to see? I want to see thin people with saggy tits. I want to see. I'll show you mine. <laughs> you want to see that? <laughs> Like, I want to see, because, I mean, who is walking around with, like, you know, the type of tits that we see in shows? Like, 2% of the population, right? I want to see tits that fall into people's armpits on a young person, because I know that's what my tits did when I was young, and I didn't see any of that, right? I only saw, like, oh, if you're a young person, your tits are to the ceiling, and, you know, and I want to see fat people with saggy tits. I want to see fat people with big, hanging bellies and flat bums and um, disabled fat people and trans fat people and all of the, like, I just want, I'm just so greedy and want it all summer. Give it to me all, all of it, please, now. I know. It's pretty sad that we can only think of a handful of shows. I know, isn't like, it? Like I was thinking about that and I'm like, everybody said shrill. I was like, that was hoping there might be some other ones. Yeah. There, well, I had, um, I had a couple of ones from, from the uh, poll that I did. I had shrill was my number one. And then I had Cagney and Lacey. Did you ever watch that? No, it's two. I, I have never seen it, but it was two, two women cops fighting sexism as they were doing their detective work. And then we had Roseanne. Now, I watched Roseanne a little bit, but that representation of fatness always terrified me because Roseanne was qu quite a, from what I remember, strong character. Like she was, I don't know, bossy or something. And I remember being like, oh, if I'm, if I'm older and fat, then I'll have to be like Roseanne and no man will ever want to be with, with a, a strong woman, you know? So, but someone said that that was good for them. Oprah, which... Okay, yeah. For me, I mean, I mean didn't Oprah bring out the, the barrels of fat? I mean, she was always talking about her diets, but I suppose if I suppose if you take away some of the content that she presented, then like... Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Shrill. Oh, yeah, I said Shrill. Yeah, we said Shrill, yeah. That was mentioned a lot. <laughs> yeah, there was a weird show on in the UK, in, in Europe. It was called Euro Trash. Did you ever see that? No, but it totally sounds like something I would have watched. It was just the weirdest fucking thing. It'd be on at like midnight and you'd be like on Friday night or something and you'd secretly have it on quiet and then quickly turn it off if your parents came in because it was basically, I don't know, some, I don't know where it was from, Germany or or some, some, East, some Eastern European accented host who was like a little bit creepy and a little bit suave and they would have these really diverse kind of sex stories. And so they would, they'd have like porn stars and people making art out of their pubes and people shitting on each other and like weird stuff and also uh, diverse stuff and, and, and normative stuff too. But yeah, you'd watch that and be like secretly turned on watching, you know, some stupid fucking story about, you know, people going camping naked, but it kind of showed real bodies. And so that was, that was, that was that was the only thing from when I was young. So I honestly can't think of anything. And it was interesting, like when we asked people, because I think we both found feedback that everyone was like, basically anything in the nineties and two thousands was <laughs> yeah. like just awful. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a couple others that people mentioned that were that were problematic that I totally remember, like Bridget Jones's diary. Like I just I remember like yeah. I mean it it was like a great movie but then this focus on like her weight and the fact that she like I remember she had to gain weight for the role. Oh, and, did she? 
Yeah, she had to gain like 20 pounds or something for the role. Oh, well, she's she's used to that trick now because in her, her new movie, she's she's wearing, well, she's wearing a fat suit now in her new movie. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, car- carry on. Ugh, but yeah, but it was like, the, like she wrote like her weight in her diary. Like, I don't know if you read the book, but every- No, I watched the films though. Yeah. And so it was, it was all about like, like what the weight was and like she hated it and then trying to lose, like, every, like that was just like this kind of, undercurrent of the entire plot line and yes just, it was I, and it's yeah. just so useless and fat and really she was very very straight sized like with uh, a yeah, bit yeah yeah like I remember at the time like I think I was the same size as her and I was like oh my god like there's something wrong with me yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean like it's yeah. just so just like no wonder so many people of that generation have body dysmorphia. I think that's yeah. like a real issue. My God. Yeah. They're just all of the media is just, just, you know, from that time. But even saying that, the thing that I, I was re- watching recently that I wanted to mention was, and you, you meant you were thinking about this too. All the new dating shows that we have nowadays is all like fucking bikinis on the beach, like models on the beach trying to learn how to date too hot to handle. And even, even the most cutting edge one, Love is Blind. Have you seen Love is Blind? No. The premise is, will you be able to fall in love with someone without even seeing them? And will you still love them after seeing them because they could be unattractive? Of course, every single motherfucker on the show is a model. And so, you know, they fall in love, the doors open. Oh, look at that. Oh, two models. We can find each other attractive. But, you know, sometimes there might be a bit of conflict because it will like, oh, actually, his hair is a different shade of brown that I like. I like more of a mousy brown and his is a bit darker. So we have to call the wedding off. But they've done one season and now season two is out. And I think they have um, tried to include a little bit more you know more diversity and so they had um a couple of fat people who didn't make any of airtime no airtime at all but two of the people that uh, are in it so no spoilers if you haven't seen it by the way two of the people that are focused on two um female characters both of them are former fatties and so there's a fucking violin out being like oh, oh i used to be fat and it's such a shame very fat Monica vibes. And so they're like, oh, will he still love me because I used to be fat and now I'm thin and a model? Will he still love me because of my dark past of being fat? And I I was just like, boo fucking who? You are so normatively attractive and you used to weigh a little bit more, not even like fat, fat. Yeah, like yeah. Mid-sized fat. Yeah, because one of them was describing her weight and I was like, bitch, I'm like 30 pounds heavier than that probably. Like, And she's like, oh, when I was so unattractive, you know? Uh, obviously they don't use those words when I was so attractive. Well, they pretty much do. It's loaded. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, really? Get out that tiny little fucking violin because you are a model, bitch. Shut up. Get in some real love is blind proper people you know like people who are struggling with dating because everyone rejects them you know and actually make it good and so the shallow people when the doors open and they see a fat person has to say i don't actually want to marry you because you're fat and then and then that then that will be have a, a conversation to have but right now it's just models dating each other doesn't stop me watching it though doesn't stop me binging it (laughs) because <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know, I, I never watched those shows, but I actually, I ended up watching Bachelor in Paradise, the Canadian edition. Uh-huh. Um, it, because 
there, anyway, it doesn't matter why I stumbled upon it. And then I was like, oh, I'm not tuning out like this. I'm completely sucked in and invested in the rest of this series. But I, I hadn't watched the, I hadn't watched shows like that in, in like a, in quite a long time. And I, and I, and I was just like, wow, like they just really cast like these people that, I mean, I think they are models. I think most of yeah. them are just models and that's where they're, that's where they're casting them from. But one thing I really noticed was that the majority of these people are kind of, they're in their twenties. They have Botox and like lip fillers. Like you can tell it's really obvious. Yeah. And I'm like, what like that wasn't a thing like when I was that age like that wasn't that was never a thing and so now what I noticed was just how the bar is set even higher like when I was that age it was like you had to have fake boobs you know that yes. was kind of like the standard the right you had to be really thin and have fake boobs which like not neither of those um, but <laughs> I used to duct tape my boobs together to try to make them bigger really? and then put in these like chicken cutlets that were literally the size of chicken breasts like into my bra and so anyways, but now it's like, you know, there's like another level. It's like, okay, no, now they have to have, you know, they have to have Botox and, um, and like, you know, lip fillers and, and, I, and like, I'm not criticizing people who do that at all or judging, but it just, to me was more like a reflection of the culture where you like, sometimes I like to hope <laughs> that things are sort of starting to shift and we sort of see that with certain TV shows. But then you see shit like that and you're like, God, like, no, like the, the bar just keeps getting higher, you know, like it just keeps getting like more procedures, more like manipulating your body, like molding into something it's not like that's, that's just more and more of the standard. And it's really a shame to see. That is so true. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, getting, getting a breast augmentation was the thing when we were younger and then having straight hair, using GHDs. Did you ever get GHDs in Canada? Isn't that like a drug? Like a drug? Oh, GHB you're thinking of. No, <laughs> no so I don't know. What, what's GHD? It's, um, good hair day is what it stands for, but it was like these straighteners and they actually worked. They went to a really high heat. And for the first time, people like me who had like really thick, frizzy hair could straighten their hair and finally be attractive. And it was like the, the <laughs> attractive, like with quotation marks. Um, and it was like the, you know, the, the highlight of my life discovering GHDs and everyone had them. Everyone still does have them probably, but yeah, yeah. We didn't have things like lip fillers and Botox and they're probably around, but it wasn't really part of the conversation then. No, no, definitely not. So yeah. But um, I know we have to wrap it up here. We could go on and on. There's probably so many shows that we could talk about. So where can people find you, Summer? People can find me at thebodyimagecoach.com. That will redirect you to my website. And I have a free 10-day body confidence makeover on there as well. You can find my podcast, Eat the Rules. Amazing. And you can find me at fiercefatty.com. My podcast is, podcast is Fierce Fatty. And you can find... Uh, Lots of freebies and amazing shit like pictures of me on my website and uh, come and hang out with me on Instagram at fierce.fatty. Amazing. Well, hopefully everyone now understands why they have such a messed up body image and yeah. we can maybe laugh about some of these things and let it go. But uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. Thanks for being here today. That was a good one. Yeah. We'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed that one as much as we did. We had so much fun recording that one. And I found it actually really healing to sort of go back and talk about all of these things and connect the dots on, you know, why 
I felt the way I did when I was growing up and, and how that really influenced how I felt about myself as a whole. So hopefully it helped you do the same. You can find the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 226. Thank you so much for being here today. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanin. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.